0: Welcome back to our podcast. To our listeners, thank you for always joining us on these Monday mornings. And if you are new here, we are so grateful for you to join us. I'm Lauren Mazadonsky, And my name
1: is Michelle Moss. And not only are we grateful for our listeners, but I'm so grateful for you, Lauren. I mean, Lauren, we jumped on this morning and I literally vomited all kinds of information about what's going on in my life to you. So it was a mini therapy session in about, Eight minutes. So thank you, Lauren. I needed that. We always need
0: that. We do that for each other. And I swear, it's like you feel the weight just like dropping your shoulders.
1: Especially when you have to start off. This is Monday. We start, we record early on Mondays. And so then it sets us up for the day and the week, which is great. And luckily today, I don't know when this will come out, but today the sun is shining. So that always helps too. It's well, it is the first day of spring. I know this won't be coming out that day, but this is the first day of spring. So for us, that's again, rebirth, being fresh start, which kind of leads us to what we both woke up with this morning. What was on your heart this morning, which is so weird. We do this all the time.
0: Yeah. It's been on my heart lately. um, Just not shaming the part of you that woke up or the part of you that grew or the part of you that got over something. And maybe it's showing up again. Like for me, sometimes it might be an past insecurity and it's showing up again. And I'm like, damn it. I thought I worked through that. Well, that's the- not shaming yourself for that. It's right. okay. We're human. Those things are going to show up. And now we have better tools to look at it um, maybe think through it and also letting us know, like, maybe this thought doesn't serve me or this isn't where I'm really at. This is just maybe, you know, a thought coming up that I can release.
1: Yes. Well, and that's the, the difference is when you've gone through some work and worked on yourself, you have the insight to recognize those negative self-thinking, you know, you have those thoughts that come up. They're like, Oh, wait, wait, this isn't this isn't who I am and this isn't what I want to think. And I'm going to change my thoughts and do something different, which of course is cognitive behavioral therapy. You know, you you get the thought, you change the thought, you do something productive or something different. Um, which brings me to that's strange that you brought that up because by the time this comes out, I might already have moved, but my life is in this big flux and it's of the choice that my husband and I made to sell our big monstrosity of a house, which that's saying it in negative light. I love my home. I love my house. We've been here 19 years, raised our kids and all their friends. We we were mom and dad, to tons of kids in Jackson who would come and live in our home. We've had two great pups and life has been wonderful, but it's a big house and we don't need it. And so we're simplifying and we're we're buying a small condo that needs some work. But once that's done, there will be a lot of things that will be easier on us, but I have to not go back to the old thinking. Oh, this is going backwards. I'm going into the smaller house and did it, you know, it's those old thoughts. It's like, no, I, I need to let go of the stuff that that doesn't define me. And we're doing this of our choice to make our life simpler, to be able to travel more, you know, maybe get a place somewhere South sometime, but it's really a mindset and it's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still grieving, I, but it's only stuff. It's a, it's a house. So wherever we go will become our home. But in the meantime, I have to do about a million things and it's overwhelming. And I'm looking around thinking, you know, but I, I did, we know the people that are buying our house through a friend. We didn't even put it on the market, a friend of a friend found out we were selling they came through they put an offer on the house right away it was like very painless Um, and they're a young couple very cute couple they don't have kids yet but they have two cats and a dog and so you know I we were going back and forth they bought some of the stuff that's going to stay in the house and I said you know I'm sad to leave but we've had so many wonderful years of memory and life here and it's exciting to think of a young couple starting their life and having their life full of memories and love and children and pets and all the things that go along with it. Does that make sense? What's yeah. <laughs> oh, not crazy at all. So that kind of makes me happy. You know, it's like, okay, there's the loss of a moving, but we're going to start something fresh ourselves. And the fact that there's this young, beautiful couple that's coming in to start their whole life. That's their new chapter. I felt the same
0: when I was leaving my condo. Cause that was, such a proud moment when I bought that condo as a single mom. And I was like, the girls and I loved it. I feel like we could have stayed there forever, honestly. But I had that proud moment too, because it was a single mom that was moving in there. And I was like, oh, it makes me feel so good. She's moving into this condo and it's a safe community and she can feel good being there. So it is, it is cool when you think of like that new chapter that someone else gets to create.
1: Right. And it takes us out of our own self mindset, um, which is always, you know, that's that that part that when we're helping others or thinking about others, it lifts us up and boosts our mood and helps us to get through those things. So I, you know, I think applying that to whatever situation we're in, in this particular one, we're talking about moving out of our home, you know, moving out of our house and into a new home. And I think that's definitely looking at it from another perspective, makes it easier to swallow and actually get excited for them they came over yesterday and they were looking around and they're so excited you know and i'm thinking i'm so excited to get out of the you know <clears throat> this giant house and the and all the money that goes along with it um and passing that baton and doing something simpler so yeah i mean i just feel yeah it's it's gosh and talking about it helps too <clears throat> as we always say talk to your coach talk to your therapist talk about the things that's going on in life and once you release it makes it more palatable and <clears throat> easier to navigate for sure,
0: yeah. I'm it's
1: funny that we both were feeling
0: that same thing because it just a few um situations in my life recently where that showed up. And I'm like, oh, we cannot shame ourselves for these things. Right. We're human. They're gonna show up, and it's okay. How can we just show ourselves some love for something that feels like insecure or the self-doubt kicks
1: in? Let me ask you something since we're talking about all of this, because you're going to have another ginormous change coming right around the corner. (laughs) So have have you had any weird thoughts about, okay, now I'm going to be married because you know, your, your role, you identify as single mom with your two kids. And now you've been in this conjoined family of, you know, you've got four kids, but this is going to be the bigger step because you'll be married. And having stepkids officially and a husband. And where's your mindset on all that? Oh God, you're really putting on my, me on the spot and
0: being vulnerable for our listeners here. Um, it's really scary. What's scary? Being honest. What's scaring you? Um, oh goodness. Just because it was hard enough to get divorced like the first time and be like, oh, the word divorce is so scary, but then blending a family is even harder than starting like your own <laughs> because you're already like established the parent you are the rules that you have like those kind of things um so you have to have really good communication and compromise and all those things to really um make that work cuz it's not easy i always say like oh my gosh people that are going to blend a family they need way more support. I feel like then people even know. Um, and just like, I don't know, like I definitely would never want to get divorced again, obviously, but you don't go into it thinking that's going to happen. Um, but just remembering like how much of that compromise it really does take. Um, and finding ways to grow together and also accepting that your partner doesn't have to be all the things for you and knowing that some of those things can be in friendships that you need.
1: Right. Very well said too. But it's interesting because as I talked about the old shames of, oh, we went through financial issues. This is not that for me, but, and this is not, you know, the old things of the the shames of the divorce, the word and all the things that connotates and all the, all the feelings that makes you uh, experience that, that, you know, shifting that and changing that and not being afraid and not letting those old shames, which fits exactly yeah. what we're saying. Yeah. yeah but um, I appreciate you being raw and real. And, and, you know, I think it's true. Blending families are so complicated because it's hard enough to raise your own kids, you know, with the same.
0: Um, well, yeah. Cause you're starting as a baby. All those other little points of view are like, so talked about like each stage. And I'm sure even if you do start from day one together, like you still have different opinions because of how you were raised and how you would do things. And um, it's so funny. Cause I, trust me, I heavily listened to podcasts about blended families when I knew I was going to be doing this because I wanted to prepare myself. And it's so funny. I don't remember if it was the podcast name or if it was um, like something they just said, but I thought it was so cute in the one podcast they just kind of like joking. They would say nacho kid, like nachos and nacho kids. So in situations, if it comes up and there's a topic, sometimes I'm being very vulnerable right now, sharing this for our listeners, but I just will t- tell myself that it's like, okay, well, if it doesn't put anyone in harm or it's not something I really have to have an opinion about, this is something I just listen to. There's a difference to when someone needs you to listen and when someone needs you to give feedback. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of learned. And in my head, I do kind of tell myself like nacho kid kind of thing. And just where can I be supportive?
1: Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really good advice for anybody in any situation though, that, that the whole thing you're d- describing is solicited advice versus unsolicited if they're asking you for your opinion you're going to give them but if it's if it's something you're just watching and they're not asking you for anything you're just going to listen and be supportive and that's got to be hard because there are differences you know absolutely i mean i'm guilty of that even like with other
0: people that i love because it's like i see the greatness in everybody and sometimes before maybe they see it so i always want to like give advice but it's like sometimes you just got to be an ear
1: and let people figure out their own shit And also your role modeling, you are trying to role model what, you know, for other people, how how life can be and how you can evolve. And I also have to say for you and Chris and the four kids, um, you have had a little bit of time together already. So you've learned how to navigate living together, you know. And the, and the kids going this weekend with maybe an ex or that weekend with a different, you know, and you guys have sort of already had a chance to work through some of that. So it's not going to be brand spanking new. Yeah, It's going to be more official and more legal and more spiritual, <laughs> all those things. So thank you for sharing. Oh. I think I appreciate okay, it. getting
0: back some tears there, my friend. No,
1: I saw you welling up a little bit, but again, when you're being vul- vulnerable, that's how people can learn the most from anyone is listening to their deepest heartfelt truth. So <clears throat> I think that was a good one. We're both facing change. And it, for for me, I feel like it's been, a, you know, many, many changes all at once. Um, but I think like we always say life keeps coming and we have to roll with it. And I, I I do want to give my daughter, Megan, um, some appreciation because we had this, you know, we were going to get this one condo and then that fell through. And then we were homeless and did it. And we went back and forth and we're trying to, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And, and she's like, mom, I appreciate that you and dad can pivot so easily and take change that comes and you don't freak out. You might have a moment of freak out, but you don't stay there. And you just put one foot in front of the other and continue to move forward. And I think that was so good to role model for her because yeah, Maggie freak, can freak out. She doesn't like change. I mean, we none of us really love, love, love change, but she really doesn't like change. And it give, gives her some grounding and she can look at us to say, hey, if mom and dad can get through this or this or this or this or this, because it keeps coming, then we can get through these little things too. So absolutely good. All right. Well, hopefully our listeners, maybe they can share with us something that they're, um, maybe something that's a change or something that they're having some old self-doubts that are popping up for something new that doesn't apply, you know, something that they can share with us. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to communicate with you. So, all right, well, we will see you the next time.